You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. It's the Fantasy Joes Drafter Party, part one. Finally, we're live on YouTube. It only took us about um, an hour. The drafts went over now for, what, 45 minutes. Uh, fellas, introduce yourselves. Let's go to John Bosch, first of all. John Bosch, what, what's going on? Oh, uh, not much. Most disappointing first round ever. <laughs> Sorry. That was, that was a horrible first round. I cannot wait for the second round. <laughs> and we've got Ethan Turner with us. Ethan, how are you doing? How's it going, guys? I, I actually don't know if the draft's over yet. I think Seattle might still be picking uh, at the 29 spot. <laughs> God, um, I think like they're, just, they're just I, trading back with themselves. To I the really hope they take a wide receiver. God, it would be awesome if they took a wide receiver, wouldn't it? I wish. Ugh. They need something besides Tyler Lockett and Doug Baldwin, but Bosch just told us he doesn't care about injuries, so maybe he loves Baldwin this year. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, no, Baldwin is on none of my teams. He will not be on any more of them. So it, it wasn't all bad. The first round ended with uh, a, a bit of a uh, bit of excitement, right, Trey Barrett? Yeah, that's right, man. That that I, I was literally just thinking as as like pick thirty one comes in and uh, the Patriots are on the clock. I thought there's no way the Patriots take a fantasy relevant player here, and uh, man, I, I was stoked to see Nikhil Harry, the, the 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 arguably the best wide receiver in this class. You know, lands in in a wonderful landing spot. So I think it's going to be a really interesting uh, decision at the top of non-superflex leagues for those bums out there that still play in those boring types of leagues uh, but at least you're gonna make for an interesting discussion at the at the two and three spot in superflex leagues so very interesting and will you got to be excited about your tight ends going off the board the iowa tight ends that's not a surprise but where, where do you, you we know, have a boys but uh wait wait will's alive are we sure i'm around i'm around I thought maybe you had just passed out from all the excitement earlier. I pulled a hammy, but you don't care about injuries, so then I walked back. We're <laughs> uh, here now. I do care about injuries. I just you, it, uh, so I was just looking back. So I have I was just looking about like a spreadsheet about first the first round draft picks, Bosch, to uh, whether or not validate or come to something with the table that this wasn't one of the most boring fantasy first rounds ever. And I think I think it's a mixed bag. Uh, it's it's right there. I, I don't know. I just don't know. I I want to be fun and exciting about this uh, draft class, especially because two Iowa tight ends go in the top twenty, which is which is awesome. But they aren't like how, like projecting tight ends is, is a little bit above me. But I mean, TJ Hawkinson might as well be just the one on one right now. Um, nobody has anything to say about that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I like, I like Hawkinson. I don't know if the Lions is necessarily the best spot for him. Um, obviously, Matt Stafford's going through a lot right now with his wife. Um, I don't know if you guys have been following that with uh, her with the, I think she has a brain tumor or something, something very serious medically going on with her. So he might, Stafford might miss some time. So if they can't build that rapport, not exactly super thrilled about Hawkinson there, but at least he at least he's gonna have a spot on the field uh, yeah i mean you think he's gonna he's gonna miss time he's gonna take time away because this is news to me i guess, I guess it's certainly possible i know she's going through a lot with this 
you know, but showed up for day one. He showed up for day one of camp. He was there early. Let's go. Let's rock and roll on Monday. Even though his wife had, I think, just come home. So at least early indications are he's there. He's in camp and, and ready to go. So. I am Fant is the first tight end for me. Yeah, I agree. I love the I love the Hawkinson pick for Carryon Johnson, who is is one of my one of my favorites to skyrocket in value this coming season. I think he's going to jump up to be a top ten running back. Um, and so I thought the Hawkinson pick was was pretty solid. They're they're doing some things on that offensive line, and, and Hawkinson he's a, he's a, a good receiver, but he's also a great blocker. So I think that that it's a, a an upgrade. On the offensive line as well. So, but yeah, I'm with I'm with you, John. I, I think the fan and and I think the landing spot in Denver, um, I think is gonna long long term is gonna end up being a nice spot. Yep. I mean that's that's the discussion I had. Hawkinson was drafted earlier, but I like Fant in his spot. So, Fant is my first tight end. That's just that's where I will go. I mean, he could lead that team in targets. Honestly. If it's if he's competing with Cortland Sutton and Emmanuel Sam, I mean, uh, he he could be the best receiving option on that team next year. Obviously, there's still a long way to go, and they could add a, re- a receiver. I expect them to add a receiver in the draft potentially, but I think I think fan. Eh, but we'll see. He's a little bit of a he, he's a little bit more on the raw side too, kind of cut from the Njoku cloth. So it could take him a little time, but. Yeah, Fant came up. It came out as a much, obviously, bigger prospect. He's highly recruited in a, in a few different places. He's actually from Nebraska, uh, and then chose Iowa over them. Kind of snubbed him. He was a big producer. His last season, I think, he got a little bit banged up. He, he you know, missed some time with some injuries, and it was, it was it's strange because you see the guy like so. Just to reference, like T.J. Hawkinson, like he's a guy nobody was talking about a year ago as a tight end or anybody that would go in the first round, much less be drafted this year or even come out. So as a redshirt uh, sophomore coming out, TJ Hawkinson getting drafted eight overall, I think it's, it's pretty shocking. And, but I think it fits. But what, what, what worries me and what I'm going to really dislike the rest of this time is, you know, uh, Matt Patricia and that, and that, you know, team drafting Hawkinson eight overall, you know what they're looking for, right? Like that's all he's going to be compared to. And he's, he's, not, he's not what Gronk is or what he will be. Like you, you can never expect somebody to have 17 touchdowns that early on in the season. So I think there's going to be some high expectations, but I think he's going to be – he's pretty sure-handed. He's smart. He ran a lot of the offense in Iowa, like his routes, everything like that. I'm very excited about that. But the first-round tight end pick that high, there's going to be a lot of expectations. Yeah, Hawk, I think, is still my number one tight end. But I, I'll tell you what. I, I know we don't overact a landing spot, but landing in Denver with Joe Flacco, um, it, it makes you uh, want to put um, Fant back there at, at number one. Because and I've kind of gone back and forth during the process, but this week I've been like, Hawkinson is just so good; he's complete. Um, you know, and he's going to be on the field a lot because he's a great blocker. Trey, you made a good point in our chat during the draft that th- that's good news for Carryon Johnson because w- one way he's going to help the Detroit Lions is with uh blocking and and um i i think that it is good for carry on so um interesting pick it's gonna be interesting to see how people react to him going to the lions and then no fan going to the denver broncos uh, hey ethan i wanted to ask you about hollywood brown and yeah. he's going to the ravens and we've heard about this Liz frank injury and um we've got another participant joining us i'm gonna let him in but while i'm letting peter howard into the conversation 
what what is your take on that injury that that Hollywood Brown has that that, that Liz Frank that that injury? Yeah, so a Liz Frank injury is basically uh, it's either a combination of a, a foot fracture slash dislocation. Um, it's basically right in the middle of your foot. Um, it, it can be a variety of severity. So it could be a sprain where they're only out for a couple of weeks. Obviously, his was much more significant. Uh, it ended his season. He eventually had surgery. They usually put in a plate, some screws to kind of stabilize everything in that foot. Um, the, the, the problem is, is that when you're less than 170 pounds uh, and you rely primarily on speed, a foot injury is not exactly the best thing for you. You know, they're Foot injuries are not exactly uh, easy to recover from, you know, at least with a, an arm or a clavicle break, something, something that's in your upper body. You don't have to worry about walking on it all day. Um, so it's just foot injuries in general for wide receivers are something that I don't, I don't really necessarily like to see because there's not really an, a good way to rehab them. Uh, you can't make it stronger like a knee or even a hip, you know, there's just not a lot of muscle to build up around it to stabilize it. So I think that the fact that he went in the first round tells me that the NFL expects him to be healthy and ready to go this season. I don't really like the landing spot in Baltimore, but uh, I think that the NFL expects him to be what he was in college, which was easily the fastest guy on the field pretty much every game. So uh, why I personally am staying away because I don't like wide receivers that are that small with foot injuries already uh, coming into the league. I think that the the dynasty community especially is going to be a little higher on him just because he won the first round and, and, and that carries a lot of weight for a lot of people. Any of you guys high on, on Marquise Hollywood Brown? Anyone is like, oh yeah, I want to grab him my first three picks or get into some head nods? No. No, I think the, I think Marquise Brown is a classic example of a, he. I really do think he is a good pick for the Ravens from an NFL sense. I think what he's going to be able to do as far as opening up their offense, kind of taking the top off defenses, I think is going to be a, a nice thing for Lamar Jackson, where teams are going to be a little less likely to to come pack in the box. But I think for fantasy, you know, he he's not going to be delivering. At, the, the thing I love about him going in the first round, and I've seen other people mention this on Twitter, is in, in, a, in several of my leagues, people are going to take him in the top seven or eight picks. So those picks I have in the late first or early second where I've been kind of stockpiling picks, I'm just going to end up getting a guy I like that much better at those picks. Um, I, I am pulling for Hollywood Brown. I, I think that, you know, the size thing, if there's ever a time in the NFL – where, where there could be mold breakers as far as size or, you know, all these other factors, weight. Uh, I think now's that time. You know, six, eight years ago, Kyler Murray would have never been the number one overall pick at his size. So I think it'll be fun to watch, and, and I think he's going to help that offense a lot. I think it's helpful for Lamar Jackson. Hey, Peter Howard, what do you think of Hollywood Brown? I wasn't a huge fan pre-draft. I didn't really understand all the hype about him. He seemed like a bit of a John Ross prospect. He was really fast, and so he looked good on the field when you're watching him because he he could use that speed well in college. Um, He was underproductive, Um, and that's before you get to all the other concerns that everyone else just raised. Like He did not make himself look special compared to the prospects on his college team. I don't know how he's going to do it. Uh, on his NFL team, frankly. And that happens sometimes, but honestly, players with his kind of production rarely do. And the 
almost never top 12 player. It looks like we lost Peter there for a second. He was so disgusted by Hollywood Brown. He's like, I'm done. I'm not talking about it anymore. Click. I think he's back. That that uh, fucking terrible Kentucky internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I wanted to ask him about Harry, too. Um, Peter, you were excited about the, the Patriots last pick. He's back, everybody. Um, and he was, he's been your... No- to that three times. He, he's been your... I got three different- <laughs> what? Oh, hey, hey, hey! Here, let's not let's not bring in the communication issues on our end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, I was so Nikhil Harry. Um, you were excited. We were talking live when it happened, and um, you're you're wide receiver number one. I I think during this whole process, you're you're really high on him. Is he? He's pretty much hands down your your one hundred and one, Peter, in your rookie drafts. Maybe not in the Superflex League, but... God, everyone's trying to take the fun out of this, man. It, it's draft night. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see how everything else falls. And I was saying Harry 101 before this, just because he's the only... There are about seven prospects I feel pretty confident about in this class, like, at all positions. Like, they have pretty good comparables to the NFL prospects that were successful in the past. And there are only seven. Harry stands out above all of them in terms of how well he compares to other successful prospects now the best you can do is like a 50 percent chance of hitting in the nfl with that so uh, it's not so much that harry is locked in it's that everyone else has less than a coin flip chance of actually being relevant in the nfl a lot less than a coin flip chance and i think i can get harry to about 50 50 so that makes me really high on him but you know We've got a, I haven't really processed it all. We've got Josh Jacobs going to Oakham Raiders. You've got positional value to weigh in. Fresh off the draft, yeah, he's very clearly my 101, but that's because I was a really big fan of him coming in, and he's gone to a successful team and in the first round, and that's great. Um, can I be persuaded onto Josh Jacobs in single quarterback leagues? Maybe. Um, Jake will have to talk to me a lot more about why he's good because he didn't really play enough in college for me to have any idea of how good he is. So, I mean, it's just a rumor that he's talented to me right now. It's just, uh, that's harder to rely on than a player who put up multiple years with the receiving and rushing work and stuff like that. But not to get into Josh Jacobs too far, but I can tell you, he's, uh, Nikhil Harry is the one prospect in this draft that measures as well as a prospect can do in terms of his likelihood of being fantasy relevant in the NFL. He just went in the first round to one of the most successful teams in the NFL. I think if he's not in the conversation for 101, then you're probably tilting a little too hard or expecting a little too much of this draft play. Wait, can I can I weigh in for just a second? Of course. No, go away, John. Peter. <laughs> nope, you're out. Go take your victory lap, dude. Are you, are you running while you're smoking that cigarette? Are you running your victory lap? You need to just well, tell I was, Jake. No, Jake. He actually no, texted Kylie Fasser and Josh Jacobs. Jake, I was, I right. was running a hell of a victory lap, man. I was running around Twitter, waving a flag. I've become a Patriots fan. And then all these goddamn wet blankets. I mean, I'm pretty much a wet blanket when it comes to hope in the future. But on the <laughs> Fully soaked. I'm Total full of nothing but hope and blanket. confidence. And the minute I started being happy on Twitter, everyone's like, no, nah, that's just wrong. They say he's a... They say he's a That's like really it's like here. Yeah, five minutes, just five minutes of excitement that this young kid who did really well in college just went to a great team. Can I just be happy for no? 
So I, I backed off my victory lap, John. It, I don't it, think it, I've ever so seen Peter fun. smile. <laughs> but look at him. Peter cannot smile enough right now. This is fantastic. You don't see a Brit smile like this. It's amazing. <laughs> no, Peter, it is simple. Exciting. He is easily the 101 in non-superflex. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Jake, I love you. There's no way you can even argue that Nikhil Harry is not the 101. We're just... Jake's know, not is, is the Patriots wide receiver a movie shocked if they cut him before before the season starts? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, we would be very very shocked. I just be, point out, I actually don't know where Jake. I'm just guessing Jake will like Jacobs in that conversation. I don't know where he's at. I, I'm pretty full, confidently on Harry. Yeah, he's probably the one or two until we see where AJ Brown goes. But Nikhil Harry is easily the one one right now. Anybody want to make an argument for Josh Jacobs? Trey, you, you were kind of saying when he got off the board, he's in consideration for the 101. I, I'm saying I'm, Trey's right, not going to. I'll go slam down. Slam, like, I think you would take Josh Jacobs to the 101. And it would, like, as, as far as Josh Jacobs is more likely, I think, to produce earlier than Nikhil Harry is at the Patriots. And that, when it comes to, like, even dynasty leagues, even in this season, like, that, that could affect what their value becomes from, what, where their value is extracted from. Not that one player is going to be better long-term, but I do think that you could say, hey, I'm going to take Jacobs and because my team's bad, and now then I can trade Jacobs for something else in the future. I don't think it's a horrible choice. Yeah, I, I, I can like see that. I am, a, I am a running backs are usually more important because they produce faster. So I understand that argument, uh, but just – Based on the landing spot and the actual talent. Because uh, do rookie wide receivers have really good seasons in the Patriots with Tom Brady and that scheme? Am I missing something? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still going to take Nikhil Harry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hashtag analysis. Do, yeah. Do, do, any, do, any rook, do any receivers have good – I don't know. You know, the flip side of the coin is – God damn it. Why do you make a good point? <laughs> the, the flip side of that coin as well is, is you know, how, how long does, does Brady have there still? And, and is he going to continue to play a bunch of years? And it's going to take – anyone that's expecting Nikhil Harry to come in and put up top 20 production next season in that offense is, is fooling themselves because that offense is still going to continue to run through the running backs and Julian Edelman and whatever tight end they take in round two. Um, and, and so I, I fully – what's that? Irv Smith, go get there, go get him. Somebody. Yeah. I, I just fully expect it to be a little bit of a learning curve. So I, I do agree, Will, with you that I think that the, the, the margin between Josh Jacobs and Nikhil Harry, I, I think depending on your team makeup, you know, and, and your league and scoring settings, I think that it could be a little bit closer. I think that both of them got pretty solid – bumps though as far as how confident I am declaring those two guys are in a tier of their own uh, you know in non-superflex leagues because they both went in round one um, and so I, I do think that that draft capital really locks in if you, if you want to kind of look at historical comps based on obviously Jacobs takes a little bit of a hit because of his lack of production but you know that first round draft capital for running backs is usually a pretty big deal so I think that those two guys are – it's going to be a fun debate. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see it kind of line up as, as we come 
you know, down the next three to four weeks. It's huge. I mean, your, your league settings, your positional settings, that makes a difference. If it's point per, points per carry, I'm taking Jacobs. <laughs> but if it's not something like that, if it's a – I don't even want to say standard because PPR isn't standard, but if it's just a regular league with PPR, which should be standard, if it's that, it's hairy for me still. But if you have any type of running back bonus, points per carry, anything like that, then yeah. I, I would shift to Jacobs. That's, I mean, it's, it's really, it's those two, right up, like you said, Trey. They are the top tier right now. It sure ain't Hakeem Butler, though. No, <laughs> God damn it. It's not. Can we, oh. ju- can we just get some Hakeem Butler truthers in here? You know, the titans uh, of the industry. Go away. That he was the best wide receiver in the class. It's kind of hard to have that conversation no. until we see where he lands. I mean, I, you know, if he goes in the top nope. 10 picks of the. It's really not. Stop lying. If he. It's really not. Peter, if he goes to Indy, what do you think? Um, Don't do that to me, John. What if he goes uh, to uh, Oh, yeah. Whoa, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nope. He said, nope. Wrong. Nope. We're already speculating about the second and third rounds. This is, this is how well the first round went. Which tells you how bad the first round was. <laughs> the, the first round, literally worst first round ever. It was uh, t- actually, guys, I'm taking Daniel Jones 101 in Superflex. Oh, Jesus super Christ. Fun. Get out of <laughs> here. I'm really excited about his coaching that he's had in the past <laughs> and other skill sets. He has, and oh. I quote from NFL.com, faced so much adversity that the uh, Giants just felt they had to take it. And, you know, I love the guy. The guy's got a lot of positives. Um, the, 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 the player, I wish him the best. I hope he does well. I just don't think that's the best team to hope can nurture a prospect <laughs> that's going to need more help. I but wish him the best. Just means do not take him. It's like, no. bless, it's like when you say bless him. Or you're, no, or, wait, 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 it's an English term. Might you say that was a really brave pick? <laughs> it was. It uh, wasn't even brave. At a certain point, you're not being brave. Right? No, 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 like, you're not being yeah. brave when you yeah. put the gun to your head and pull the trigger. Right? That's not. That was, what do they, Peter? What do they say? When, the what do they say in soccer when a player takes an ambitious shot? That was. <laughs> oh, that was ambitious. That was a wee and, bit ambitious. Ambitious shot is like taking one from outside the 40. It's not like trying to (laughs) knock it in your own net from the five. That's that's basically what they did. That was ambitious. And (laughs) that was fucking terrible. It was ambitious for them to try and get in the other team's psychology by really messing with their draft board. That's what they were doing. (laughs) That was ambitious. We had two teams with three first-round picks. They could have taken Haskins they could have taken Haskins and then got um, uh, Daniel like at their next first round pick. Like they could why have had both. They? Like why? Why not just do that if you wanted? That's been, that's been coming out the last couple of weeks that Daniel Jones was their number one rated quarterback, yeah. which is absurd. But you know the Raiders and Giants both, considering each team had three first round draft picks, both just actually absolutely dropped Thanks. the ball. I mean it. Yeah. it Absolutely awful. awful. I, you, you wonder if some of these draft rooms around the NFL, you know, teams that are trading down and, you know, places like the Colts and the Eagles and the Patriots, if they're not looking at what the Raiders and Giants are doing with these draft picks and just Let's do the laughing. Opposite. I mean, 
<laughs> Literally, I would love to be a fly on the wall in some of those draft rooms of these teams that are really on top of utilizing their draft capital when, when they see these teams making these picks. I mean. And I think that's what I was trying to say about Daniel Jones. I mean, we're going to look like, you know, a complete gits when he breaks out and becomes the best QB in football. And, you know, they replay the gif of us just chortling along. But that's, that, that's the point. The, the point is that they could have got him in the second round. They could have got him at their second pick in the first round. It's not whether he hits or not. It's the, it's the fact you've overreached for him so far that if you don't hit that very small chance of him being able to develop into a good quarterback, you've literally just wasted a first-round pick for a team that needs more incoming talent than anyone pretty much else in the league because they've just hemorrhaged like some of the best talent in the NFL. So it's not that Daniel Jones is a bad player any more than trading up for Sam Donald. Uh, was it Sam Donald last year? Yeah, Sam Donald wasn't the problem. It's that why do you invest so much when you didn't have to? And you, you likely have hit the team. And now if the, this poor kid doesn't become the next Tom Brady, the least likely player to do it becomes the best quarterback in football, then suddenly it's on him. It's not on the player. This is on the team that's severely overreached, hurt their team, hurt their players, hurt their fan base. I mean, Bobby Koch is still crying. I think he, I mean, this, <laughs> well, this he, he, ruined, he told this me ruined the release of Endgame. Well, he's dead. I mean, Bobby on. died. Well, Bobby, is, Bobby Street died down. on the field. I mean, this is exactly what they did last year with Saquon Barkley, though, too. It's it's not so much a knock on the player. I mean, obviously, Barkley and Barkley, <clears throat> an incredible talent, which we can debate that all we want. But, I mean, would you rather have Barkley and Daniel Jones or would you rather have Sam Darnold and, you know, whoever they could have picked here, whether it be a Josh Allen, the good Josh Allen, uh, or Ned Oliver? You know, I mean, just it just That's doesn't seem to question, make sense. Though. The question is, that's not the question. It's whether they want Patrick Mahomes, Barkley, and Nikhil Harry. I mean, they pretty much could have got all three with the capital they pissed away getting these worst players. I mean, it's not Sam Donald or, you know, Josh Jacobs. It's they could have done a lot with their picks by just valuing who they wanted, trading back. They could have got Barkley. They could have traded into someone like Mahomes or even Sam Donald, like you say. He seemed like a good prospect and got a great wide receiver this year. I mean, there's no reason they couldn't have had more. They just refused to try. That's literally, Damn. there's no, no magic here. They just didn't do it. There's nothing that stopped them other than they didn't do it. So, I mean, that, that's the criticism, for me at least. It's, it's not the players that they valued like Jones. It's not the players that they valued like Barkley. It's that you, could, you didn't have to just have them, <laughs> right? God, so, they could have taken those two second-round picks that they used to get that safety and given that for Rosen. I mean, you know, that would have been a fantastic strategy and, and, and taken, you know, someone that fills a, a much greater need uh, with that early pick. I, I mean, there are just so many options. Uh, the Rosen situation, I think it's going to be really interesting to watch in early round two and, and see if he, if he gets moved or if, if the Cardinals are going to just sit on him for a bit. But, yeah, the, the Giant, man, I, I'm, I couldn't imagine being a Giants fan right now. It's, it's a big mess. And also with Dwayne Haskins, the other quarterback slipping to the Redskins, wasn't traded up for, wasn't, he was basically just slipping, and they grabbed him there. It's, it's very odd to me that they didn't feel like any other team was trading up. So either the Redskins know things we don't and felt like they had no worries about other teams trading up into there, or that maybe Dwayne Haskins wasn't as big of a prospect that the 
like the rest, of, like the rest of the community thought that, thought he was. I'm just, I was very shocked that he just like slipped to a regular pick. It's it just for a quarterback that's. I think I he was shocked too. To, uh, yeah, but as a franchise quarterback, it's just it's it's really surprising that you didn't trade up for that. Yeah, I, I like Dwayne Haskins. I like Dwayne Haskins a lot too. I don't see, the only red flag with him is, is he hasn't played that much. I mean, that's really the only red, I mean, I know he's not mobile. I guess there's more than one red flag, but Hey, Hey, do you guys want to do a little super flex mock draft here? It's kind of perfect. Cause there's six of us. We can take turns and I'm curious how a super flex. Um, I'm curious, I'm curious where uh, Daniel Jones, for example, is going to go in this thing. Cause I wonder if he's not going to be a little bit like Josh Allen in the super flex draft. And we're just so low on him in the dynasty community that maybe he slips to the second round. Like he did in some uh, super flex rookie drafts last year and, and people snap him up. I, maybe we won't re- repeat that mistake, but um, or may, maybe it's not a mistake. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, wait a second. Don't, don't <laughs> talk to me. I'm not taking him still. I, yeah, I don't want to take him, but like, if you're on the clock, if if, Dan, if if you get like the 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 201 and you're on the clock, and Daniel Jones is there in a superflex league, I mean, you gotta kind of have to pull the trigger, don't you? Are we doing two rounds? No, no, I'm just saying hypothetically. We're speaking. doing four rounds right now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're going until someone takes Daniel Jones. That's what we're going. We are going to go until someone takes Daniel Jones. So the decision of how long the draft goes is up to you all. <laughs> Someone's going to sit on the clock till round two happens. <laughs> oh, hey, is there, is, there ti- is there a timer? Because I'll hold out. I'm not taking it. <laughs> Can I wait till round two and three if completed? Because I'm pretty sure I'm going to want a lot of other people. Okay. One question, though, with this first round, and it not being, like, overly exciting for fantasy reasons, I feel like, overall, is it because we're all obsessed with, with, with value and trading down? And now that all, like, everybody's seen this group, we look at uh, dynasty value and dynasty player value where you see some players picked like one, I think as a Vikings fan, I said, they take the center on North Carolina state. I'm like, why would you just trade back? Like that guy was going to be there way later in the draft uh, in my opinion, but my opinion also can be very wrong. And that kind of translates into their, their talent later. But how many times did you guys think that uh, like, Hey, why are you taking this person now? Oh, five, six, seven times during the draft for sure. Okay, every time they didn't take somebody that mattered to me, right? Like, I mean, NFL is way different than what we care about. I mean, that it's they really right. do have to build defensive and offensive line. There should really never be an offensive player taken, except for quarterback right. round, right? Like, I mean, there's really and just no to point out the. Go ahead. Yeah. Peter, you're the numbers no, guy. I was going to say, we invest that capital. No, no, we, we give a lot of flight to the NFL, but the NFL just on based on my rant, I haven't done a deep research project into it, but it does fairly well at identifying the talent positions in each draft. When it's a weak class, like it is this year, we see defense really emphasized in the first round. And it's mm-hmm. the same in, um, what I would say is it's the same in DeAndre Hopkins year. That was a week week of skill position class, and they drafted a lot fewer wide receivers and running backs in the first three rounds. So as much flack as we want to give the NFL team, as much fun as we have, and there is a difference between fantasy and the NFL, and they're building real teams. So we're, we can recognize that, and also that they do shift, and they accurately predict which is a strong and which is a weak class. So as fun as 
much fun as we want to have with it, they're, they're doing a good job. And you, it, yeah, I, I, I don't think sucks. there's a question you should emphasize close to the ball, right? But, you got to emphasize CB, you got to emphasize defense. But here's the thing, though. Like, we, these franchises, these 32 NFL teams, it's not even like corporate America. It's a bunch of it's, – it's the old boys network. It's th- these football teams have been in these families for generations. And there's a lot of dysfunction among these NFL teams where you may, might have, maybe you have a competent GM, but the owner's going to come into the room and say, no, we're going to take this guy. I like this guy. This is who I want. So I think it's fair to criticize because we see weird things happen in the NFL draft all the time. There are super smart people in the NFL, much smarter than all of us, sure. But the owners and other people in the organization, they screw that up all the time. Like, I'm going to criticize. I'm going to put myself out here because Rashawn Gary could turn in to be the stud in the NFL. But the Packers at number 12, with all the defensive talent left on the board, they took Gary. There's so many questions with that guy. The guy had, you know, n- no production in college. You know, they, they, they talk about he, how he's a high-maintenance guy. I mean, I, I don't think he was even the best defensive end on, on the Michigan Wolverines, you know, and they took him at number 12. That's, that's a questionable pick. I'm sorry. There are all kinds of examples of that. Um, you know, the- well, just to go back and, you know, give uh, Butler some love since I trashed him a second ago. I mean, <laughs> the Ravens, the Ravens who just look at the track, right? If a team continuously struggles a wide receiver and then they take a low odds prospect at wide receiver Stop. earlier than everyone was predicting. I mean, that just adds up. I mean, if you're going to take an upside player like that, even I would take Metcalf or Butler uh, in the first round. If you're really shooting for the stars, those two have those kind of potential. I, I, I would never say they don't. And there's a, there's a reason, like I said, the Titans, like Ryan McDowell and Evan Silver, love Butler and like DK Metcalf. And the Ravens just went for Hollywood Brown, who's fast I, and small and has an injury. I mean, Brown might hit, but it's just such a lower chance of it hitting and happening. I mean, you can criticize that. I'm sorry. They're building real teams. They know more than we do. And there's a lot more to an NFL team than a fantasy team. But it's not hard to see to say that if a type of player consistently gets overdrafted in the first round, consistently doesn't produce up to that level of draft capital, it's not unfair to say, even though they're, you know, I'm just no one who's playing fantasy football, that was a bad pick. I think that's more than fair. All right, let's do a um, Superflex. I, do, I, I want to, like, that, I do think that Baltimore lost a lot this year in the offseason, and they chose – uh, pretty risky wide receiver uh, prospect in, on that end. And I'm actually kind of shocked that you shouldn't take Irv Smith because, you know, last night on the board. <laughs> why not take another tight end? Because that's worked out so well. <laughs> Different regime. But, uh, but, uh, <laughs> it's just, I mean, they could just do what they did last year with their tight ends. They could just have a better wide receiver prospect and pick them like four rounds later, and then they'll have both of them, and then you won't have to worry about it too much. Yeah, it's because it's <laughs> – just, there's just so many, there's so many holes. But hey, we're here now. Good luck. I mean, I hope Marquise I mean, Brown proves us all wrong. Like not all wrong, but just in the sense, like I hope he's a stud. I hope every player's a stud. Why would you not? I mean, I haven't processed the whole draft, but just just eyeballing it, I think we have to give some credit to the Seahawks. Talking about a team that needs to add extra talent, it's got its QB, but it had some low picks, and it seemed to make a lot of trades. They've I haven't seen all the trades, but I'm guessing they picked up capital elsewhere. And that's just a good move for a team that needs to add more players than it has picks, right? So I'm thinking the Seahawks, just like I say, just a rough eyeball. I think the Seahawks might need some credit for the way they've played this draft with not a lot of high capital. A decent, but, a decent, you know. Yeah, a decent pivot. Uh, they, 
But again, it's a, none of us are, I mean, at least to my knowledge, are, are great uh, offensive and defensive line, like, gurus with, with evaluating people. They <laughs> right. went on the defense side with it, you know, with the guy from TCU. And those are positions. But they traded back like twice. That's what I mean. They've just added extra value. I got to be honest with you. I am a um, I am an offensive line guru. Whoa! <laughs> I recognize this voice. I you know love, invited this guy. I love the Eagles. Is that Carol pick of uh, uh, did they pick Andre Waters? I I don't even remember who they picked. But real quick, that, so I joined late. What was was everyone? No one liked the Harry pick. No, Harry's great. <laughs> Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, we're, we're all we're all cool. We're all Hakeem Butler fans in Jesus here. We Christ hate shade. <laughs> way late and to you, the party. You don't like the Brown pick because he's small. Because he's not good. It's because well, <laughs> I mean, his college stats would beg to differ with you, though. No, no, no. Oh, don't give me his breakout age. He went to College of Canada. I'm not talking about his breakout yeah. age. I'm talking about how well, well how well, much he produced. Like literally, how much he produced compared literally, to good players. So 2,400 yards wasn't good. Shane, do me a favor. Take counting take stats. He's coming in here with counting years. stats and challenging statistics. Get out of here, Shane. Come on, yeah. get. <laughs> no, please stay. But I actually, and I don't, I don't even know that I like Brown. I just, uh, oh, how could you? I mean, but he's the type of dude. All he needs is two receptions a game, and he's going to break one for fifty. Dude, yards. That's what people and said about John Fucking Ross. Well, and it's, it's true. Maybe he could do that, but that, that doesn't probably, mean he adds a lot of value to you. I mean, you, there's like seven guys who can't find targets because there's so many guys in the NFL that can do that. Mm. I mean, there's there's a couple who are so good at it that they've been particularly great, like Deshaun Jackson. But yeah. John Ross yeah. would be incredibly good at that. There's just no need for it. On there's no great need for someone that can run fast and catch it 50 yards down the field. I wish they, they've got good cornerbacks in the NFL. I, just, I do wish that they would have went with um, AJ Brown, but oh, that would be amazing. But why would they do they didn't. that? That would have been the actual perfect pick. But all right, pop quiz: College of the Canyons, where's it located? Um, Colorado. That's what that was. I was going to guess Colorado. Is Sorry. that right? It's probably in Iowa or something. You guys are horrible. California. California College. Top look, top recruits are there all the time. We're still not gonna uh, let's let's do a let's do a damn rookie superflex mock draft. I've been trying to fire this up. <laughs> all right, let, and, and since all, Shane all, since, go ahead, Bosh. All three all three valid uh round one picks. Let's do it. All right. I, I'm going to sit this one out because we have – if I sit out, there's six of you, so you get we can take turns. <laughs> wants, let's see. Oh, who wants sure. the first pick? Let's, I'll go first. <laughs> I'll wait. Okay, this, this is super flex. This is super flex. Okay, and Shane, go ahead. anyone, right? Not just players that have been taken so far. This anybody, is, anybody. Anybody. Anyone. Oh, so you, wanna take, you still want to take Will Greer, uh, Trey, at the 102? Go ahead. Don't, no. uh, <laughs> don't spoil anything here. Do you have a draft We're just going like top did, six. Did like you give six. us a draft order yet? No, I haven't given you a draft order. So, okay. uh, Shane, we'll have you go first. Um, Wait, Bosh, Shane you go- gets to go first? Screw yeah, that. Fair. Shane should not go first. What? <laughs> We're spending an hour figuring out a draft order. We don't like Shane enough to let him go first. Let anybody else go first. <laughs> <laughs> There's a motion on the floor to allow Shane to go first. All those in favor say aye. 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 Okay, great. Okay. 
<laughs> I'm going to shock the world here and go with Kyler Murray. Whoa, are you serious oh, now? We're hard <laughs> now, mind you, the Arizona Cardinals are a raging dumpster fire of baby poop and grilled carrots because that organization is run by a drunk. Um, just There's terrible. Wrong with that. They're fucking terrible. They are just so stupid. But – I don't think I think King, Kingsbury's a great offensive mind um, that's going to get fired in two or three seasons when the Cardinals go four and twelve three consecutive years, but Mary is going to crush it because even though they they're not going to apparently bother to fix the offensive line, the dude can run for his life and, and if the line happens to actually be half decent, then he's actually a very good thrower. So I love it. And this is this first round uh, like draft? Let's say graded offensive lineman available at the two hundred one. You slide somebody right there. I like it. I, I, I mean, it's not obvious, but I still like it. <laughs> I, 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 if I'm them, yeah, I, I would hope that they address the offensive line, but they have so many needs. I mean, they, they don't have any wide receivers except for Christian Kirk. Larry Fitzgerald is, you know, great and all, but he's thirty five now. Doesn't matter. He's good for this year. Yeah, he's good for this year. But I'm saying if you're building a team, you're going to probably want wide receivers beyond this year. Besides just Christian Kirk. Yes, but Christian Kirk can't play all three wide receiver positions. They could uh, At the same time. At the same time. This this 2020 class is going to be great. Uh, Okay. Does does anybody have Kyler not at their 101 in a super flex? That's easy, right? Locked in. Easy. Super easy. I'd be tempted with Harry. What was that? You said, oh, woo. Woo. You'd go wide receiver over Kyler Murray in a super flex. I'm thinking of it. If you have the Kyler the, Murray has one really great year on his resume, but he's only played for one year. And if you look at prospects that play re- one really great year, then get drafted in the NFL, most of them struggle. I really do think um, that Kyler Murray's good. Don't get me wrong; I'm not putting him in a bad. Um, a bad group there. I think he's talented. He, he's a spectacular prospect, but at the very least, I think he might struggle. Uh, just, I mean, he's played QB for a significant number of snaps once in college, and he's about to step into the NFL with a competition with Rosen already there, who's played a year in the NFL. I mean, that that may well set him back a little bit. Um, so I'm not saying Murray's not. It's, it's, I'm not saying it's a lock, but. And Harry might be slow too, but I think wide receiver. I mean, Rosen's value is already. I mean, can you trade for him in Superflex for oh, the I'd late first round pick? I mean, if that happens to Harry, I, I think QB value can be more influenced by stuff like that. Give me all the Rosen at his current oh, yeah. value, but well, Peter, yeah, exactly. But yeah. you know, that's Peter, the thing. do you not think? Uh, do you not think Rosen is the starter in Week One? Um, yeah, no. I think it probably is, which goes back to the the Murray value, right? Um, no, 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 I'm sorry. Rosen's I, not I, on that I, roster I, in week one. I think well, Murray where is. Where is he going to be I then? Murray is the. I don't know. I'm sorry. Did I mess that up? I'm sorry. Miami didn't draft a quarterback, right? So yeah. it was. Uh, they they got to be going for Rosen, right? The, I, I would think. I mean, yeah. the Broncos still need a quarterback, right? But I can't see him going. Love to see him go to see, uh, New Orleans and and sit behind Drew Brees oh, for a, a year. Yeah, there are New England. Um, what are you going to do with Teddy Bridgewater then? I mean, didn't I mean, he, Bridgewater's not good. Teddy's the same as he's always been. 
Yeah, he was never we good. Just Everybody just... This, we, yeah, but I think they like We him. take our favorite quarterback, expect Devontae top Parker 12 production, and then when we don't get it, his value drops. We, we do it over and over again. Deshaun Watson dropped out the top five, 12 after being in the top five mm-hmm. uh, in his first year. I mean, and he did well in his first year. He did really yeah. well. And, and same with Donald. He's suddenly a borderline top 12 pick. We do it over and over again. Now, QB value is more sustainable. Like, they don't drop into irrelevance like Rosen happens to have been, which is weird. But, I mean, well, it happens a lot. We well, don't expect think... too much from rookie, rookies in general. And QBs, such a... We, we seem to devalue them so much so quickly that, I don't know, I, I, I would struggle with that. No, that's, that's what I'm asking you, Peter. If you had to choose, would you take... I mean, I think we, we all kind of think that uh, Murray's going to be the starter, right, in week one for Arizona. Is that correct? No idea. Mm. Oh, I think so, for sure. 100%. Murray's going to be starter. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, You're but you sure, know what? Peter? Would you have thought that Arizona would go ahead and spend the first-round draft pick on a quarterback when they just spent a first-round draft pick on a quarterback the year prior? Yeah, with rookie contracts the way they are now, I think. The, the contract isn't the issue, though. It's the waste of draft capital. Yeah, but you know what? Evan, draft I mean, Evan Silva just spoke beautifully about this on a podcast this week, and he said that that's one of the one of the worst mistakes that NFL franchises make is trying to consider, you know, past. But he called it sunk cost, and he's saying like, so Cliff Kingsbury has come in. They hired him to run this team. Kyler Murray is the guy he wants. It doesn't matter if they spent the 101 on Josh Rosen last year. That that means nothing now. What's if, happened? If you continue to act okay, now I, based on what you did then. So they took Kyler Murray 101. He's their guy. I would be shocked if 60 days from now, Rosen's still on the roster. Look, I know Evan's infallible and all, but um, – you still could have done more with the 101 than filled a, a position that di- you didn't have a need at. You could have traded back for. But they do it, is what I think they're saying. And it's a disproportionate need. For the NFL. It's a disproportionate need. That's not. That's not but, a but, but if, at all. But, I mean, the, the reality is here if you stick with Andy Dalton for five years, you get the Cincinnati Bengals, which is yeah. fine. But that's uh, what you're trying to do. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Andy Dalton's fine, but it's not that, what you're trying to do. And saying you just Josh have to Rosen. stay fine instead of trying to become better. But okay, so you just talked about devaluing quarterbacks. So Josh Rosen's bad because he was behind the worst offensive line in football last year with no offense. We don't line. know if he's bad. We don't know if he's bad, but why? Why take? Why I, I take think what did his college you, profile uh, tell us? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, college profiles for quarterbacks are particularly tricky. But the, he says. He was comparable to the top players in this class, but slightly probably below Murray with more experience. Which is okay, good. so if he's slightly below Murray, right? Mm-hmm. To me, it, it would seem to make sense to just fill out the other positions of need. If he's just slightly better than Rosen, if you... No, I'm not saying he's slightly better than Rosen. I'm saying his prospect profile put him in a slightly uh, higher category to be good in the nfl rather than average that's the best i can say but, with quarterbacks I'm not, I'm not a particularly good quarterback evaluator to be honest but but what arizona knows they've had him for a year they the you know they the that organization has been the gm has been around for a year so not, they know something we don't even last year there were there were doubts about him kind of a, he's kind of got a quirky personality um, you know, he slipped last year in, in the draft. So maybe, maybe he just doesn't have the, the mental 
acuity to be a great NFL quarterback. And maybe Arizona knows that and they're cutting their losses. So I think it's kind of risky to speculate like secret motives. Like it could be anything, right? Maybe they don't like the way he eats his breakfast. I don't know. (laughs) But like maybe it's that, or maybe it's just taking the shot that getting a quarterback is like step one for having an above average good NFL team. Like without it, you're kind of just lost in the wind. So why would you try and fill out other positions to become average? when you'll still be searching for that quarterback. If you've got a shot and you've got two shots in a row of getting some, the thing that you need to become better than just average, take them. I think that that's what the whole idea is here. I mean, it's okay, obviously to disagree with that, but I think it's fine logic. It's not like a bad decision to try and lock in the hardest thing to find with an incredibly large shelf life. Like if one of them hits, I mean, they, their window is pretty large with two first and second year quarterbacks on their roster to build around them, right? I think I think that's the logic there, not not uh, whether Rosen is good or bad. But if you've got another shot, if you can take a second bite at the hardest hardest apple to get in the, I'm running out of metaphors here, guys. Someone else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I guess I just. I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I guess it's for me, I, I just feel like they, they gave up on Rosen way too quick, but yeah, it's a new quarterback, but, or excuse me, it's a, it's a new head coach. A new regime. Guy, fine. The GM should have been shit canned too, but that's a whole other topic. Hey, we, we got Jake Anderson, Paul Pertichese joining us. Perfect timing. We just had pick one of our super flex rookie mock draft. No surprise. Kyler Murray went off the board. Shane and believe was it or not, it was controversial. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of controversial. Real football set. From, We've from talked about it for about... <laughs> well, from a fantasy football stance, I'm completely on board with Kyler Murray easily being the one-on-one. I'm just talking about a real football. It's all yeah. very confusing, the, the, just the thought process behind that organization. I mean, there's a reason that organizations like the Patriots continue to win Um, organizations like the Eagles are contenders. And then you have Arizona who falls over themselves and every once in a 15 years has a good run because they find Kurt Warner um, or, you know, they get Kurt Warner or whatever late in his career. Uh, Trash some good islands. That's the the point you're trying to make. I get that. Uh, It's also really weird to look back at draft classes and then you have that one year where there's only 31 picks in the first round because the Patriots got theirs taken away. It's just, it's just kind of funny. <laughs> uh, all right, let, let's can move we just on. kind of Sorry, can we just I actually apologize. not move on, <laughs> stop everything, and just you know ask Jake about who's the best wide receiver in this class? Maybe that, that the, would be fun. Uh, <laughs> this is the reason I almost didn't come on. So Jake taking Jake, DK right here. Jake, you missed you missed Peter's victory lap earlier. Oh God! It, well, it's going to be going on for weeks, so <laughs> I'll catch up. up. Don't worry. Worry. At, at least hours until DK gets drafted. <laughs> whatever. It's <laughs> oh, too good. It's too good. Peter, let, let's put Jake. Hey, let's put Jake on the clock with the 102 and see if he'll take that wide receiver. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Taking that calf. This is top. Keep it. You can't get both first picks. Come on. You've got the courage to do it, Jake. 
I don't even want the 102 right now. I want to see what you guys do. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> you want to trade, you want trade out? You want to trade back? <laughs> I do. That, like, right, right in the Thunderdome. Can I trade skins, back to like 104 and get fake. like a late first? Here, I'll take, I'll, take the one, I'll, I'll take the 102. I'll go with Akeem Butler. What? <laughs> nah, You're picking a day three talking. wide receiver. Oh, I know, that's a lie. Now we're talking. <laughs> what? What? Hey, let's – Ethan has been Ethan has had a chance to talk for a while. So Ethan Turner, why don't you take the pick? The one oh, or two. Yeah, I don't want to take this pick. <laughs> Nobody wants to be a horrible. Once you get past Kyler Murray, I mean, really, it's all about personal preference at this point, especially in a super flex. I mean, I don't really like where Dwayne Haskins went. I don't really like I mean, I guess Nikhil Harry would be kind of the the safest pick because at least I I know where he's going. Um I, I'm just going to switch it up. I like running backs more than wide receivers. So I'll just take Josh Jacobs here and nice let pick. you guys fight over, uh, over the rest of these wide receivers. Cause I'm just, I, I think Jacobs is the, the most outside of the quarterbacks is the guy that I think is going to uh, produce the quickest, I guess, in terms of fantasy and in the NFL, because I don't think he's going to have any competition there for touches. And I think he's going to, you know, outside of like Jalen Richard, but I don't think Josh Jacobs is going to have any problems uh, usurping uh, Jalen Richard. So I think that I think that he's probably the safest pick in terms of getting production immediately. All right, who who agrees with uh, Josh Jacobs at one or two? I think it's yes. a conversation. Not me. I, I don't mind it. I, I I like it. He was the 101, you know, and I've said this in a couple different chats already. He was the 101 three months ago, and now he's got the draft capital to back it up at least. Um, and Gruden's actually in the past has, has had successful running backs. Um, what are you going to do? I mean, it's a day one running back. Historically, those guys hit. Uh, I think if Peter's around, he can verify if that's true or not. Um, yeah, as long as you're not Rashad Penny, you hit most of the time. <laughs> well, I don't worry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Hey, Jake, where would DK Metcalf drafted in the first round? I can't. <laughs> Jake was like, you know what? I'm going to bring up Rashad <laughs> Penny as soon as I get on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get buried for the no, next four hours. Uber productive. It doesn't matter if DK goes with the first pick in the second round. Oh, you know, Nikhil Harry got drafted in the first round. <laughs> no, Nikhil Harry just continues to check off boxes, Jake. <laughs> I can't even make any more boxes that he can check. <laughs> hey, hey, let me fit you in line. He didn't even do the accent. He just straight said the words that you would say. Not even an attempt at the accent. Uh, I don't even want to go down that road. <laughs> hey, I, I want to, Paul. You're here, right? I want to. I want to yeah. give a shout out to Paul because I'm looking at your um, your picks. You, you nailed 25 of 32 first round picks, and you nailed wow. all the quarterbacks but one. You got the one – you picked one running back, Josh Jacobs. You nailed that. You picked one wide receiver, Marquise – oh, what? no. Oh, no, you missed on Nikhil Harry. That's right. Sorry. And then you got Hawk and Fant. So, you, nice nice job. Nice job. I mean, I think just to butt in here, I think we got a good round of applause for him mocking Daniel Jones to the Giants correctly. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, He's a Giant. And being excited about it. Too. Yeah. The only person who uh, expected that was every uh, – 
New York Giants fan that was dreading Joe's <laughs> right. Like living through their nightmare. But like for realistic purposes, I can't believe it actually happened. Good job. Nice pick. It, it it is it was it's probably the low moment of my Giants fandom. <laughs> like I, I I was fortunate enough to be on air before with with Sig Bloom and Matt Waldman, and I was it was it was coming to the point where I was gonna uh, give my farewells because I was gonna be on the first like hour with them, and it was coming to the Giants picks, and they were like, "Oh, hang around, stick let's around. We want to see what happens. Let's see. Let's see what the Giants pick. Who do you think they're picking?" And we had like a five minute conversation that it has to be Josh Allen, right? Oh. You don't pass on an elite defensive player, you know, that falls into your lap when all you do is talk about best player available, and then. Bloom didn't have a TV in front of him, so I had my iPad right next to me, and I saw it come up on my Twitter feed, and he just looked at my face, and I was like, the pick's in. They did it. And he was like, oh, no. And, uh, and it, it, just, we, it was like 10 minutes of us just basically trashing Daniel Jones. And listen, mm. Daniel Jones is a, would have been a fine day two pick. He's, he's probably going to be a fine average starting quarterback in the NFL. But I don't. At, at pick Do you six, wish him the best? At pick six, <laughs> you don't. You don't aim. You don't say. You know what I want at pick six? I really want Ryan Tannehill or, or Andy Dalton. That's not the goal of picking a quarterback in the top six. So listen, I hope I'm dead wrong. I hope Gil Brandt's right when he says he reminds him of Peyton Manning, and I will eat all the crow in the world. If the Giants end up getting the next Faden Manning, but I think it's much greater chance he's the next Ryan Tannehill or Andy Dalton, and the Giants are stuck in mediocrity between six and nine wins for the next eight years. Oh, guys! But guys. Paul, Paul, it was it was their only chance to get him in the first round, right? <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> hey, they're gonna sat there at seventeen. Nobody was taking him. The Redskins played the way they did. I wouldn't even have cared, honestly. I, if, if the night would have said, if the night would have been Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, DeAndre Baker, I would have been sitting here in a pretty happy mood. The fact that Josh Allen would have been a giant, I would have been like, okay, I don't really love Daniel Jones, but if they like him, other people in the NFL seem to like him. They let it play to that. They let it come to them. They took him at pick seventeen. Hope I'm wrong. They're right. At least they got a blue chip defensive player that would be like the crown jewel of this draft class. And then Not they did the unthinkable. Well, can I ask you this, Paul? Yeah. You don't think it's important to be, um, secure your backup quarterback for Eli Manning for the next three years? <laughs> you Eagles uh, fan. You look, you know, look, I, I, I like Paul. And, you know, I like other <laughs> giant fans. And to just watch what's happening, I, I, can't even, I can't even take joy in it because it's so bad. You know what I mean? Wait, it's like – the backup quarterback didn't win the Super Bowl for the Eagles? Am I missing something here? Uh, if Daniel Jones has half the career of Nick Foles, I'll be shocked. <laughs> it's really not fair in one offseason to trade Odell Beckham and then use the pick in the draft on Daniel Jones. Well, like, then to make matters worse, Dwayne Haskins goes to a, a team within the division. I mean, that like that's like just adding insult to injury. Yeah, I wanted Darnold last year. Darnold goes to the Jets, so I got to watch that for the next 15 years of my life. <laughs> and then this year, I'm like, okay, we get Dwayne Haskins. Then they don't seem to have interest in him. They draft Daniel Jones 
Dwayne Haskins falls to one of their rivals in the, in the NFC East. And in the meantime, oh, yeah, we traded a generational wide receiver that could go down as one of the greatest of all time. Could, could they have traded for Josh Rosen at any point and added him? Yeah, they probably could have traded pick. The, the move tonight should have been, yeah, that's should have been Josh Allen, yeah. a starting right tackle, and then trade pick 37 for Josh Rosen. And then, Can you imagine? Then I might not even have been here. I might have been running around my, my, my development here celebrating. Like, <laughs> Andre Dillard, like, Josh that Allen. That probably would have been what is happening. But apparently nobody in the NFL likes Josh Rosen. It, it's, Jake and I were just talking about it on Saturday Sunday pod. And I will, I will say this, the Giants are easy to make fun of right now for a host of reasons. But the, the Josh Rosen thing is, is so fascinating. I don't know if you guys talked about him all when you were talking about Kyler Murray before, but they clearly have to have some more inside information. No one really – he wasn't high last year. If the Cardinals don't move up last year and take him, who's to say he doesn't fall last year further in the draft? The, the Giants passed on him. The Broncos, who needed a quarterback last year, passed on him. The Bills moved up and said, no, we don't want Josh Rosen. We want Josh Allen. The, you know, so the Jets passed on him. No one was caught. No one was really going after him strong in the last couple months because if they would have been offered a first-round pick, that deal would have been done a while ago, and they wouldn't have let this linger if somebody offered that. And even tonight, there's been no, not a lot of word of, like, a team offering an early second-round pick. Like, there's something going on there with Josh Rosen, and whether it's the coachability, the personality, if there's legitimate injury concerns about the concussions, there seems to have to be a little bit more than meets the eye that it's not just the Giants. It's a lot of the NFL who's saying we have no interest in him. Well, could it be – They heard Jake like that- – Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Just real quick, could it be the fact that that most of the franchises that need a quarterback are complete shitholes and run by <laughs> basically idiots? I mean, and not to to simplify it, but Arizona is not a well-run organization. The Giants we just discussed. <laughs> um, Washington is a terrible organization. Like the, the, it seems that the organizations that need quarterbacks are really bad at being organizations. So I won't expect them to even make a good. Please you do make, not fall off that soapbox, uh, yep. Eagles fan. You make a good point there. You, you make a good point there. So pretty much tomorrow we could let's just pencil in Josh Rosen for a third-round pick to the Patriots, and then we could just oh keep harping God. on smart franchises do smart things and bad franchises do bad things. And, and this is why the Patriots keep ending up in the Super Bowl and the other teams don't. Yeah. Maybe Arizona didn't want to sell right away because they didn't want another team to take a victory lap after getting Josh Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> I would die if the Patriots still somehow got Josh Rosen. That would be amazing. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think the Eagles made one of the best moves of the night by trading up to get Dillard um, just right above the Houston Texans. I mean, that was just brilliant. Um, yeah, the smart smart teams just get better and the dumb teams get get worse, right? Shall we get back to the – the mock draft. We're moving at oh, a, 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 a fast pace. We got to like 35 by now, right? <laughs> right on schedule. <laughs> we're, we're on the uh, NFL schedule. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are. We're the Seattle Seahawks here. Um, <laughs> hey, just Wait, we have, like, you have a live band that's lately playing in the band? <laughs> oh, that, 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 the NFL, I tweeted that. Could the NFL not afford a better cover band? My goodness. I mean, that was horrible. Nope, no comment. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Do we? Uh, know I had the volume down. I don't know. 
Yeah. They're going the way they AF. They're going nowhere. NFL. Anyway. <laughs> NFL's overrated. No, no one watches anymore, right? I. Who's one hundred two? By the way, is it Harry? That oh, was Jake Jacobs. Jacobs. I'm sorry. Jacobs. Yeah. I'm sorry. So who's the one hundred three? Just Harry? give Peter the one hundred three. Because okay, Peter, take it. No, I think so. I want the easy pick. <laughs> if if Harry doesn't go one hundred three, Pete's gonna have a meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> literally will jake so someone jake, should jake, so i should take jake, jake take the 103 let's see jake take the one. <laughs> you, you didn't want to trade back a little bit jake i want to see jake i want to see jake's answer all right jake you're 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 on the clock with the 103 man i really thought dk would sneak into the nope. the end of the background <laughs> so it's nope. gonna hurt I'm, this is the one. Listen, I I have them in the same tier, honestly. Really <laughs> Say it. Say honestly it. Just hating Peter, um, but I'm hey, still gonna stick, I'm gonna still stick to my board and take DK. <laughs> You're such a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am gonna watch you, Jake. And so who, who's at 104 and who's not gonna take carry? Because I want to see him fall to like the 108. <laughs> There's not a chance. Not a chance, Jake. Oh, you're so- this turned from like uh, the drafter party to beam, beaming to Peter Howard. <laughs> like, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll take the one for I need today. You can't bring me down. And I'll go, I'll, go to, I'll go to kill Harry. Okay, we're, we're going to put Harry at the 103. And yeah. <laughs> I'm trumping you, Jake. <laughs> He can say it. Say it, Jake. Say it, Jake. Oh, at 103, it. I will take the keel, Harry. Hey. Yes. 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 Oh, it's come hey, to the point where I hate the keel, Harry. It's my tier one wide receiver, too. Uh, every, every single podcast needs that clip so that it can be played over and over that's fine jake will now take Nikhil harry above dk Metcalf. please peter how happy are you that you traded for 102 and trade <laughs> right <laughs> pretty happy it didn't really matter i should have yeah, i should have held on to that <laughs> really could have just held it over peter's head i i have actually wondered if you'll take harry 101 Jake, just to just just to grant, just then I'll then I'll trade him for Kyler Plus. <laughs> so I, I I just got a trade offer for Nikhil Harry. Um, I did a rookie draft some time ago, a couple months now, I think, um, and drafted Harry at uh one hundred one, I believe. Um, so I've been offered Michael Thomas for Nikhil Harry, AJ Brown, a twenty twenty first and a twenty twenty first second. Did Nikhil Harry? What what did I miss? He went to the Patriots, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, okay. the easy one hundred and one yeah, non super okay. flex. All right. That's I mean, what you. He's been the one hundred and one. Getting being the second wide receiver drafted in the first round to a pretty good landing spot. I mean, he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere, at least consensus wise. Okay. Yeah, I guess it should really be me to point out that, you know, he's still probably going to take three years to break out. Julian Edelman isn't going anywhere. It's the hardest system to learn in the entire NFL. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> it's a wide receiver. We don't expect anything for at least three years. So, I, hashtag, I guess it should be. Hashtag wet, wet. Hey, 
Peter, Peter have you ever tried to learn the Titan system? I think that's actually way more difficult. Another wide receiver duo lately. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I, I don't think their quarterback could throw a football last year either. So, I mean, in the, in the wide receiver's defense, I don't, I don't think that it's entirely their fault. But How do you catch an uncatchable ball? You, you don't. That's the point. So, so with the 104, let's put uh, Paul on the clock and see if he'll take um, Daniel Jones. <laughs> I have a hunch. It's <laughs> so mean so early, Ryan. <laughs> well, let's just stick, stick with the trend. Um, Paul, this you, is you still wanna... being a mock draft and just more of a like, who can we torture next? <laughs> that's right. That's, <laughs> right. Like, that's what the shows are all about. <laughs> How can we make people feel bad? Are, are we are we sticking just the guys who were drafted tonight? No, no it's wide open. You can take whoever you want. Oh, okay. Well, that, that changes it a little bit. If we're, if, we're, if we're opening up to everyone, even with the picks that were made tonight, I'm still picking A.J. Brown out of Ole Miss. I think he's going to come off the board Love in it. the first five to ten picks tomorrow night. Uh, I think it's going to be a plethora of wide receivers being going off the board tomorrow, maybe as many as 12 taken tomorrow. Uh, but I like A.J. Brown. He's my number one wide receiver. I, I, I'm into the comms to Juju Smith. I like the versatility to play inside-outside. Uh, I think he showed his athleticism better at the combine than people gave him credit for. He wasn't asked to win on the outside a lot at Ole Miss, but I think it's something he can do. Play strength, physicality, toughness, and I love his route running ability. I think Ole Miss put a lot more on his plate than DK Metcalf because I think they knew he could handle it, and they let DK Metcalf just do what he could do, which was run vertical routes and a couple other routes on the outside. Uh, I just think AJ Brown's going to transition a lot quicker and and be maybe he doesn't have he definitely doesn't have the ceiling of DK Metcalf. I will grant that, but I think he's a rock solid. I don't see him not being successful at the next level. Uh, so I'll take the guy. Uh, who I have the basically the highest floor on at the wide receiver position, but still think he can be, you know, pretty decently high ceiling as well. Very solid pick. What what a, you consider Haskins there, Paul, since it's Superflex? Yeah, I, I mean, I think even in, in Superflex, I like Haskins' game, but I also think that fantasy-wise, there's a lot of guys that are are like him. I think he's a Jameis Winston type player, best case scenario, you know, a Roethlisberger, but more of like, you know, before Roethlisberger really started putting up those gaudy stats early in his career, that wasn't really him. I think it's going to take a little while. And to be honest with you, the Redskins, we talked about it before, kind of joking around about franchises. The Redskins have never really been a place that people have prospered and and grown. They don't have – who knows about Darius Geis? So I don't think they have a solidified running game. They have no playmakers right now at the, at the wide receiver and tight end position. So I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a wait and, and see with Dwayne Haskins. I could see him for a while being just kind of in that mid, you know, QB two range uh, before he kind of takes the next step and uh, you know, kind of rises maybe, you know, once some guys retire and guys get older, then I can see emerge. But I think there's too many guys uh, who are similar to him that I think A.J. Brown, uh, to me, is, is the clear top wide receiver in this class. So uh, I go there. All right. No, fair enough. No, I, I think A.J. Brown's a great pick, and I think you're right. I think A.J. Brown has to go here, and there should be a wide receiver run. But, but we'll see. Um, can I just um, – Please do, Peter. Just ask, while, while we've got Paul here, the expert drafter who just killed that first round, I've actually expected less wide receivers to go. It's reminding me of 2013. Like, I, 
I'd be surprised to see eight to go in the second round, but you're clearly the guy for the NFL draft, so I don't want to correct it or challenge that at all. But what I did see in like the Dane Bugler mock draft that we looked at last week um, was Andy Isabella going to the Chiefs, and I was just wondering if one of those players going in the second round might be him to the Chiefs. Like, what do you think the over-under and the likelihood of that is? Because that was a really exciting pick in that mock. Well, I mean, Isabella's a guy, he's actually the last wide receiver that I have projected to go off the board tomorrow. Actually, no, sorry, I I added Jalen Hurd right at the last minute uh, before the draft started. But Isabella's a guy who I do think is going to come off the board tomorrow. I'd be surprised if it was in round two. I think the round two guys are more going to be Metcalf, Brown, Paris Campbell, Debo Samuel, Hakeem Butler, Miles Boykin maybe Riley Ridley sneaking in. But I think on round three, I think Isabella, Terry McLaurin, McCall Hardman, I think those guys are single white side. I think those are the guys that we could see in round three. And I think Isabella would be really intriguing there. I mean, obviously with the latest situation today with Tyree Kill, I think we have to assume that Tyree Kill is not playing football this year. And I think we have to assume that the Chiefs now have this gaping hole uh, to fill and a guy like Andy Isabella, I think, could be very much in the in, in play because they can do – listen, no one they're going to draft, if they draft anyone tomorrow, is going to be Tyree Kill. But you can do – Andy Isabella is not the traditional white slot wide receiver that some may want to pencil him in to be. This is a guy who is way more versatile than that, can get vertical, can play inside or play outside. He's much more of like a – you know, in terms of play style, a T.Y. Hilton and like a Julian Edelman. That's who I've got him. That's who I see him as as well. Yeah, so I think think if he ends up with the Chiefs, I think he could be a home run pick, whether it's the second round or third round. They might have two picks tomorrow, the Chiefs too, if I remember correctly, in the second round. So so maybe – I'm wondering if they make a move is the thing. They're going to have to draft a wide receiver with – Hill and I think it's presumptuous of Paul to assume that whatever prison Tyreek Hill ends up in won't have a football team. <laughs> but, <clears throat> I wasn't going there. I wasn't oh no no no! There. Yeah, that dude deserves to be in jail, so it's fine. Well, um, yeah, well, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. And, and when we <laughs> when we started when we started recording, guys, it came out Tariq won't take part in any team activities, so that's official. The team has said yeah, that. He's he's done. And that's he's we know he's done. toast. I mean, he's he's done. Yeah. So they're gonna and I mean, look, I love Sammy Watkins. But his track record of staying healthy and or producing um, is not the strongest. So I don't know that the Chiefs want to go in the next season with – who's the third wide receiver? Demarcus Robinson. Demarcus Robinson. Byron Pringle. I'm sorry? Your breakout, Byron Pringle from Kansas State. (laughs) You know – A little bit older. A little bit older. A few people told me to pick him up from uh, that were Chiefs fans. I should have known. I should have known something was up with Hill. So, yeah, it wouldn't be surprising to see them make some moves and get some wide receivers, although I wouldn't be surprised to see them try to trade for one at this point either. Yeah, they only have two picks tomorrow, pick 61 and 63. If they take a wide receiver that's not named DK Metcalf, sorry, Jake. Um, If they take any other wide receiver, does he jump Harry? Is wide receiver one? AJ Brown. I think there are a few landing spots and a few good players left that it really could. You know, the Chiefs. Right? I'm talking about the Chiefs. Yeah. Specifically yeah. them. If they take a wide receiver, do they automatically become your wide receiver one? 
No, no one's going to jump no. Harry, but he'd become the two, probably. Anybody else? I, I disagree. I think if A.J. Brown goes there, yeah. I, would, I would consider jumping, jumping Harry just because of the long-term stability at quarterback, um, especially in Dynasty. I think that, that that plays a big role. Um, for for me personally, I mean, obviously Nikhil Harry is 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 checking all the boxes, as Peter says. So I don't. <laughs> I, I didn't actually say that. Jake said that. Okay. <laughs> I said that, that in his impersonation. Of him. Okay. My only yeah. thought I said is more that... like you, you know an American saying it. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on! No, no, I want to hear Peter doing an impression. <laughs> doing an impression of Peter. Come on. <laughs> Unless the Chiefs radically move up, I don't think that Butler or Metcalf or Brown are in the conversation for them at the oh. end of the second round. So I, I think those three guys that, that, that really are the only guys with the potential to jump Harry. Um, I, I don't think that they have the capital um, at this point with, with the needs that they've got, especially on defense. So yeah, I think there's a chance Butler could get there. Cause the, the word is that draft Twitter dynasty, Twitter, all of us as evaluators were higher on him than a lot of NFL teams are. So if one of those guys is going to fall, it's going to be Butler. And I think that's, that could happen. Yeah. His, his, his betting odds were pretty high uh, to be the, the one of the top uh, wide receivers off the board, which is the only thing that made me think that maybe that is high. The, the mix of what you have for Butler, maybe just be closer in the top, you know, the top three rounds than falling further. Isabella to the Chiefs and AJ Brown to like the Packers or the Colts are the closest I think you could come to jumping Harry right now. And that's where I'm at. Taking DK out of this equation is not fair, by the way. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> hey, Ryan, what, what, what pick are we on? We're on the 105. You want to take it, Will? As a mock? Man, we are flying. <laughs> we are flying. <laughs> it's only 1.39 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. We, we probably should aim to end at two Eastern guys. So maybe that's just 20 minutes. Let's no, we'll, this. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we need rapid fire. Will Greenwood at the 105. <clears throat> Where were the first four? <laughs> no, Murray, no, Jacobs, no, no, no. Harry give, Brown. Give the listeners no. a good. All right, here we go. Give the listeners a rundown. Yeah, no, no. Kyler, Kyler Murray, Josh Jacobs, uh, Harry, and Brown. All right, I'm just, I'm gonna stick true here, and assume this is tight and premium as well. I'm gonna go T.J. Hawkinson. I loved your softball, my friend. T.J. Hawkinson. All right. Um, any uh, thoughts? Tight, on... uh, Iowa Hawkeyes. If you guys, if you guys were wondering, just and... just quickly, is he ever? Is he everyone's tight end one? I know he's not. So he's my second uh, tight end now. I'll take. Yeah. I'll, I'll take, take whoever's cheaper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I'd rather have Fant than, given the choice, I'd rather have Fant than Hawkinson. It's yeah. how you end up with Njoku. I like how nobody's questioning Will's decision to just assume it's tight end premium. <laughs> he's on the top. Like, I mean, that just goes completely under the radar. Like, I that. Can I assume it's like four quarterback and I'll just go ahead and do one of these quarterbacks that we're talking yeah. about? <laughs> Two tight end guys, right? I assume this is quarterback only, <laughs> touchdown only. I'll take Haskins, please. <laughs> tight end premium, right? That's a big, big win for the, the Greenwood team. In this draft 
No, uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys I, actually, I, I wouldn't be scared to reach for Hawkinson. I try, I try to keep that bias at bay quite a bit. But uh, I, I think he's going to surprise people. And I think he's a way better receiver than what people give him credit for. And a way better uh, NFL talent as far as being intelligent on the football field than, like, the, I mean, he went at number eight. So, like, clearly the Lions value him. And he's even compared to Ebron. Whole different regime, whole different setting. Uh, I'm very excited to see what he's going to do. He's still a tight end, so unless it's like super tight end premium, uh, my feelings are still doesn't matter. You take Hollywood Brown, you take Hakeem Butler. God no, going here. Not taking Hollywood Brown. I'm not taking da- Daniel Jones. Let's find out. Let's find out who Jones. John Bosch takes with the 106. <laughs> Can I get a quick rundown? No, yeah, remember this is a points for carry league now. <laughs> yeah, points for carry. Uh, okay, 101, Kyler Murray. I think Peter Howard took uh, Nikhil Harry five times. Yeah, Nikhil Harry with the 103 multiple times. I would like to take him a sixth time, please. <laughs> <laughs> I trade up once more. Multiple copies. My liver. <laughs> so, Mur- Murray, Jacobs, Harry, Brown, Hawk. Oh, God. See, I would have taken Fant over Hawk, but I, I don't want to take a tight end that early. It's super flex. Haskins, man. Just take Haskins. Daniel Jones is on the board. John, stick to I, your I have no interest in Daniel Jones there. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm probably still going to go, God, these guys have not been placed yet. This is not fun. Um, A.J. Brown was taken, right? Yes. Yeah, that's right. God, I really like him. Portrays on the sleep on us. Can somebody flip a coin and tell me where uh, Butler and Sanders are going to land? They're both going to the Colts. It was a, it was a surprise. <laughs> hey, <that's> <laughs> happened. <laughs> if the Colts get both of them, I will take Miles Sanders. That's damn <laughs> easy enough. Miles damn Sanders. You. They're both on the Colts. I take Miles Sanders. Uh, All right, Miles Sanders off the board of the one hundred and six. Trey Barron at the one. To, uh, the Rams to back up John Kelly. Sorry. <laughs> Back up, John Kelly. <laughs> Pretty sure the only uh, remaining actual guys that have been selected are Fanton Haskins, right? It's got to be Haskins, dude. Yeah, yeah I'll take I'll, I'll take the next pick and I'll take Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Like, what are we? The one hundred seven. One hundred seven. I mean, I, I got the one hundred eight then. Yeah, give me Dwayne Haskins. I'm Wait, in. you're the 103. <laughs> You've already got Harry. I don't care. D- DK Metcalf is not going in the first round of this month. Jake already took the kill Harry. We all heard it. I'm going to throw my laptop on the ground. If DK doesn't we go need wide receivers round. that can run routes. Oh, God. Did anybody tweet out that Jake took the kill Harry at the 103 yet? It happened. <laughs> it's a standard uh, super flex. Well, uh, let's. We. I think we should probably end this mock draft at the oh. 107. <laughs> nice. Uh, but I want Metcalf goes undrafted. But what I what I want to know, I, I really want to know where we think because I'm curious about Daniel Jones. I mean, all kidding aside, where does he go in a super flex rookie draft? If Josh well, Allen went in like the early beginning second. to early second, Daniel Jones should go like in the middle to early fifth. Honestly, I was that. It, 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 He's it, early it, second to somebody else in all of my leagues. Right. It's gonna be a game I, of chicken. Yeah. Oh, I guess, but I'd say no. early second. Oh, but not to me. 
I would if I had if I had multiple picks in that range, if I traded for like three picks between two one and two six, and I could use a fourth quarterback, um, I probably would be willing to spend one of those picks on him just in the off chance that he ends up becoming a I mean, because you know, I mean I'm happy with a Dalton or a Tannehill as my fourth quarterback. Is a fourth. fourth. Yeah. Right, so I'm saying if, I, if I've got luxury picks, if I've only got one second-round pick and it's 203, I'm not probably taking him because I think the talent is going to be too rich there. So it's completely going to be dependent on what picks I have and, and what my roster looks like. But I think, I think it's going to be somewhere between, you know, 2-1 and 2-08, somewhere in that range is where I think he'll go in most leagues, super flex. So basically whoever, whoever has Eli Manning. I think it's going to drop a little bit more because I think as day two goes, we're going to get excited about a few other players. Right now we hate all these guys that did not get drafted. They're going to get drafted today at this point in the night. In a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. they're going to come off the board. It sucks. They didn't, they don't have that first round draft capital. That sucks. But Look, they're going to go to good places that we hope, right? That's what's going to happen. Second round draft capital is fine. Absolutely. Second round's Um, fine. Yep. Yeah. We wish them well. Third round's okay. (laughs) Fourth round, don't even bother, right? Well, like like a a nice mid-late second round pick on Daniel Jones, I think, is a great grab in a Superflex League. What's the downside there? No, late late second, that's fantastic. Late second. Two two or four? Like two? I don't understand that. Is the wrong two or five? No. Wait, what if you what if you owned Eli Manning already though? Oh, then I'd probably do it. <laughs> I mean, if you're at that says, point, if you like, draft for you need, well. you get fired. John John owns Eli everywhere in Super One of my one of my buddies <laughs> in my home league, Texas. Oh, Trey, I Trey, I cheered when they took Daniel Jones. I was like, oh my god, I have two more years. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, I thought he was done this year. One of, one, of, one of my buddies in one of our home league chats, and this might not be politically correct or socially correct, but I thought it was so funny. He goes, Daniel Jones reminds me of a white Eli Manning. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's hilarious. That is not correct in any way. But, uh, but I still laughed. Yeah. I'll feel bad about it tomorrow. So let me ask you guys this. What if, what if Will, Will – and I don't know exactly where – the Patriots picks are, but no. what if Will? What if Will Greer goes between the mid second and mid third, somewhere in that last half of the second, early half of the third, to the Patriots? Do Do you consider taking Greer over Daniel Jones? I would nope. consider no. it. I would. I would. Not. Bad chance. I'd be tempted, but I but I don't think I would. Yeah, just straight NFL draft investment. Nope, not at all. I'd consider a wet ham sandwich over Daniel Jones right now. So maybe, maybe that's about the value of like a mid-second round rookie pick. You get the <laughs> Tom Brady though in that system. Like, Peter, would you take DK Metcalf over Daniel Jones in Super Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Look at that. Peter's on I mean, board with DK Metcalf. What if Metcalf slips to the fourth? Just chatting funny here. All right. <laughs> Who's next on the board? If this is a preview, is where I, I, I have to I have to leave this conversation at this point. <laughs> All right, guys. It's um. Do we want to? I, I think we can stop the draft, right? 
up to you, man. I'm, I'm happy to pick Mario We, we got a shared tweet on our screen. <laughs> the only well, thing could have been better you about this YouTube live show. Like, I feel hairy in that. <laughs> Not that you should ever tag an NFL player, but this is the perfect time to tag DK Beckham. You're getting compliments uh, on it already. Oh, that's great. That's really great. Don't tag NFL players. I was just kidding. Oh my god. Everything. That would have been the perfect time. I can't get over Peter's Patriots Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's awesome. Patriots I love, now? I love it. That's yeah, awesome. That's like the least yeah. English thing you could do. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. He <laughs> 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 fucking caps it with the Patriots Avenue. <laughs> Wait, uh, Peter, have you been a Patriots fan for life, I assume? Well, I really just wanted to team up with um, uh, Zach Reed and, uh, and Kyle, and uh, you know that that was just a cherry on. Oh this God. is easily my favorite <laughs> thing of the night. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh! Oh my God! <laughs> All right, uh, we wrap this up. All right, we, get, we, gotta, we do have to wrap this up. Okay, so we're going to be uh, back. We're going to be back Saturday live on YouTube at, at 10 Eastern, a little bit earlier. And the draft will be God. over at that point, and we will react to the entire draft, have another mock draft, <laughs> and we'll see. <laughs> there will actually be players taken. I don't I, – I think I it's going to be – I, I still don't believe there was a mock. <laughs> are you guys? Are you guys? Like, you this, this is like a half-ass mock. You killed everyone 102. It wasn't your pick, Peter. So we got we got a long way to go. Tomorrow tomorrow night's gonna be uh, gonna be interesting. Um, I know some. Uh, I, um, Jake and Peter, are you gonna be on with the Dynasty uh, Dummies tomorrow night? They're doing a live show, right? Mm. Yeah, so, they're a little earlier than you, so maybe I'll come yeah. back. And, uh, <laughs> well, right. no, we're not Sorry. doing we're not doing tomorrow night. We're just doing Saturday. So, uh, so, so check <laughs> okay. out the dummies tomorrow night during uh, night two of the draft, and uh, we'll be back on Saturday. Check out FF Joe's on Twitter to find the link, or go to our YouTube page, Fantasy Joe's. All right, so um, I don't even know if we want to give final thoughts. Probably not. So I'm just going to sign no. us off on behalf. <laughs> <laughs> we can I have a few. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so Ethan. Ethan, John, Jake, Peter, Paul, thank you all for coming. Uh, on behalf of Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, I'm Ryan. We're the Fantasy Joes. See ya. See ya Saturday night. Here's what I'm saying is the Iowa Hawkeyes go one and two. Take Hawk and Fan. Boom. Good to go. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>